This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 21st episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. Last time, we started processing through the aftermath of my visit to Mary's house, and we had more to explore. So here's part two of that conversation. Okay, so um, I had, in our last conversation, asked you what happened with the inspection, and you said, that's probably a longer story, so mm-hmm. what happened with the inspection? Okay, well... How was that? I don't mean, like, do you know yet? Maybe yeah, you do, and I do yeah, want to know I if don't you really, do. I'm not clear on... I think, I think it all went fine. Okay, so the dilemma with an inspection is there's no hiding, and I assumed that they were going to open up the garage. They did not. Okay. Which was would have been nice to know. I would have hauled more stuff out there. But I was trying to be as transparent as possible. And um, so, of course, they're on time. They don't give me any extra. Um, the window was between 9.30 and 10.30, and I think they came a little before 10. Was it as stressful as me showing up, or or was it less because I had someone? I think you buffered there? it. Okay. Um, but then your reaction <laughs> scared the heck out of me. <laughs> well, the, you you had you 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 felt the doom. <laughs> when let's you go realized. back a second. What did you think my reaction was? What what was Holy your assessment? Shit, this girl's in trouble. <laughs> Let's try to save her from being so embarrassed that she won't survive it. How do we help her? How do we bail her out of this one? Because of the inspection? Yeah. Okay. It it was when we were down in my my quote-unquote walk-in bedroom. Uh-huh. Walk-in bedroom, walk-in closet bedroom. Your facial expressions were, holy shit. <laughs> And the saddest thing is that it actually was good. Like, it's been a million times worse than that. So, but who would reorganize their crap before they get rid of it? Only I would. So you would normally, if if there was progress, you'd see empty boxes or boxes that are half-packed or whatever. No, I'm all or none. I either have it organized or I have it packed and gone. But I don't have the in-between. So you don't see the progress part. You just see the, oh my gosh, you got a lot of stuff. What, five racks of clothing? So uh, that room uh, haunted me. I was just like, How? I, I, I cannot. I worked double shift two days, uh, three days in a row. And I was just back to back, back to back, back to back. Uh, how was I going to get this ready? And I, I had thrown the towel and realized I'm going to do the best I can. So, luckily, the house had already been cleaned, at least as far as dusted and presentable in the, in the beginning part of the house. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 just, I just decided whatever is supposed to happen will happen. So, they knock on the door, and it's a father and his daughter. And she's learning how to be an inspector. And I say to them, welcome, I've named you impending doom. <laughs> And I'm a hoarder. 
And, you know, they're all smileys, and then I say that, and they're like, I mean, I bonked them in the head. They just weren't expecting someone to come and say that and say it so boldly. But it was just like, let's just wrap, you know, get this going. And they said, don't worry, we've seen it all. And I know that's supposed to make me feel better, (laughs) but it actually puts me in a category of what I am embarrassed about. Mm. Mm -hmm. So... They said, well, we're going to start on the outside of the house, and then we'll come in. And I said, well, I have dogs, you know, so let me know. Well, you bring the dogs in while we're outside and let them out while we're inside. Fine. So, of course, we've been through this with the dogs. And so they go out, and I can see them measuring the garage, and they're doing all these things. And then they come from the front door. They knock, but then walk in. And I'm trying to get the dogs out. And they're talking to me, and I look down, and they have traipsed dog poop up the steps and onto the landing, which is probably the most disgusting thing you could have. I know, I, I, I know it's not their fault. And I just kind of said, you know, eek, we need to clean this up. And then they felt awful, and they apologized. He says, I don't know why. I usually take my shoes off. I don't know how I did that. And I thought, it's the monster. Hmm. He, he, he can feel it. Mm. So um, he went upstairs and he took pictures. And I never considered that part. Mm. And, I, and I even said out loud, uh, out loud, oh, you're taking pictures, huh? Like, great. And, um, you know, like a, de- uh, a doctor who's giving you a shot is talking to you and trying to keep your mind off. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt like he was being. Mm. And... I had to open up every room, and he had to see every room, and then he went downstairs, and he said, you know, really, it's not bad. I said, well, you haven't seen the worst of it. And then he came down and saw the worst of it, and he, he, he just kind of stood there and took pictures. And the fact that he took pictures really, really actually pissed me off. And there's nothing I could do. And then he apologized about the poop, and um, then he asked me if there was any additional improvements we made to the house. Do you think I know anything about what my husband's done to this house before we got married? I have no clue. He may have told me. It's not something I, I recall. He asked about, you know, a couple of appliances and the furnace and the air conditioner, and that's all I could give him. And then he says, well, does your husband have any questions for you, for me? I'm like, he didn't give me any. They didn't give me any identification, any form. Anything. So there's no way to reach them. Hmm. It didn't occur to me to demand all that. I thought it was weird, but I was still stuck in that's weird without asking them for something. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to my husband afterwards, and he's like, well, did they give you any information? We could call them and let them know. I'm like, no. So I, I, I could feel in my husband's world him grumbling about me. And... The more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? If he really wanted the right information, he would have been here. And then I'm back on, he didn't want to be here. He didn't want to face up to them. Mm. He left me high and dry <laughs> in my crap. Mm. And it's it's your problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the worst case scenario is we just get what the house was is is worth. We're not going to get like additional money but we don't want additional money we just want to refinance and then get it under control it's too tempting to get extra money Mm -hmm. right so i think it's all going to be okay and 
Um, I had a little chat with them as they were leaving, and I said to them, you know, um, they they had mentioned that the hoarding wasn't that bad, and I said, well, I'm actually a recovery hoarder. That room actually used to be back, you know, front to back, top fuller ceiling boxes, and it's improved, and and I'm now I'm trying to help hoarders. And I'm, that's a good idea. That's good. They need that help. And it was really kind of an interesting um, experience because. You can't be any more vulnerable than that. And I had to... I had to just keep a stiff upper lip and just say, here we are. Wow. So it was pretty awful. And I I felt... I felt worse after they left. Obviously, because you're my friend. But... Because there's no connection with them at mm-hmm. all and there's no defense there's i mean it, i didn't bother i didn't you know my old days would be well i used to have a store and then my dad why why go there the fact of the matter is i, I have a lot of stuff and i have too much stuff so i had to kind of sit and own it and i just didn't like it and then to have my husband on the phone saying well you know he didn't say anything like I did something wrong, but by him not saying it, it meant I did something wrong. <laughs> so I felt like, you know, what what am I going to do? This is, I can't blame anyone but myself, and I I obviously need help, and there's nothing. So meanwhile, we have a guy who's coming to repair the furnace tomorrow. <laughs> so let's go for it again. Mm-hmm. And luckily I can shut doors. He doesn't need to see every room. Or take pictures. Or take pictures. Or or walk with poop on the floor. Yeah. So, um, but it's like third time's a charm. <laughs> wow. So you you had a very real, probably very legitimate um, risk of having someone come in your house and report you to someone? Is that, would you that's say that? That's my fear. That... I don't know if that's necessarily what they do. Um, I talked to him and I... I asked about her, and she said he said that she's training under him, and that it takes seven years now to become a, a inspector or whatever, and um, appraiser is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. I think so. And um, that it takes longer to to finish that training than it does a doctor, and I thought that was kind of funny. And he said it's just because of all the fraud that's been going on, oh. and. A friend of mine had told me it's really no big deal. They're not there to be the police. They're there to look at your house. Right. But who's to say that in his heart, he doesn't think I need to help her and my help would be to report mm-hmm. her? I remember I had my condo filled and my garage door broke. How are you going to get the crap out of the out of the garage? Mm. So I was forced to let someone come in while the while the garage was packed with crap. And this young man came in. I think he was about my age or younger. And he, you could just see the compassion falling. He's like, I just want to help you. Can I help you? I just want to help. I just don't know. What I, and he was like, blah, blah, blah. He's like tripping over his words and just mm-hmm. so. And I'm like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. And that, that, at that time, I wasn't really... I was still thinking um, it was separate from me. I mean, it is 
it's, it doesn't define me, so I get that. But you almost have to embrace it in order to let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I've been through this multiple times, but I'm so close to the goal that I'm already at the point where I want to say that's not me. Mm-hmm. So it it's it's rougher now. Hmm. That's that makes sense. I was going to say that doesn't make sense, but I'm thinking about it, and, and that does make sense. It seems like um, the clo- you're not in denial anymore, mm-hmm. so it would be harder to see for real stuff. But also, I know I'm better than this, and it's it's such a shame, regardless of what they know about me. And when it's someone who comes and goes, it's actually worse. Because you don't have any chance to defend yourself. And say, but listen, I'm a good person. <laughs> I, I, really, I really do things I, I contribute to society. But it takes a lot of strength to not be in denial anymore. So when you say it doesn't define me and mm-hmm. you're getting better, I mean, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Because you didn't have the strength to see it. Right, and, and I think... Um, in the past, and this is an interesting um, um, way to look at it. In the past, I would have been mad at my husband for putting me in this predicament where I have to clean the house. See how deranged that is? Makes sense to me. But It's easier to blame than right, to look at your right, own shit. But, but he's just trying to function like mm-hmm. a normal human being. And... What's interesting about that is it is it is nasty. It is very nasty. But to to blame my husband or blame the fact that we have to do the inspection or blame any of it isn't helpful. And so I, I do believe that sitting in it, it was probably a little bit of radiation therapy on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it, it's it's going to help. In the long run. So, let's talk about your husband a little more. Because mm-hmm. you told me, I don't think we recaptured were this in a recording, you told me that he didn't know I was coming. Right. But you were going to tell him. Right. So, how did that go? Kind of convenient. He didn't ask, I didn't tell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, please. He didn't ask Mary by chance. Did you let somebody in her house no. today? He had no clue. And well, I don't of course know he what, didn't, right? Why right, did he know? Right, and he, but he should have known something was up because I cleaned the house, right? Oh. But what's interesting is I was going to clean the house, and then the, the second impending doom was coming. So he, he pretty much, I think, assumed it was part. To, it was to do with that. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he just didn't. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in his mind why he didn't ask but um it really didn't feel safe to tell him okay and i don't mean like he beat me up i just mean i really want to keep things as as smooth as possible right now and you know what what's interesting is it might look like i'm protecting the monster and so therefore i'm the problem and so i, I this this whole thing, we're both fighting 
he and I. But in his mind, he thinks it's he's fighting me. So anything I can do to not open up these wounds, I, I do. Mm-hmm. It's just a natural reaction. It doesn't mean I did the right thing, but mm-hmm. I dodged a bullet. Because <laughs> I think, why would he even ask... Because the house is clean. so And why should... can't he come home? Okay, because I told well, him not to come home. So you you think he should have said, what, what's what up? What were you doing? What's going on? What was going on, And yeah. then when he didn't, yeah. you thought, well, I'm not going there. Right. Because he's so embarrassed about the house mm-hmm. that he just doesn't, wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't want anyone in there. So it's just, it's 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 an extension of him and he just feels so horrible about it that definitely added to the drama of the day yes he called while i was there and you had said don't come home but you didn't know why he's so uncooperative i i can't i was you know one thing i want to mention is there's there's the belief that the universe will will put into place everything will fall into place when you're doing the right thing well there's also the opposite right and I'm not saying that my husband is is a bad guy or anything, but I swear there's a little devil that tells him to do things that just dismantle everything, and he can't cooperate. If I he says I will help you, I will help you with whatever you want, and then I ask him to you know let me load the truck and leave it there for a while, and then in like a day or so into this for a while he needs the truck and he needs it emptied. Wants me to derail what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and the fact that he wanted to come home actually pissed me off. So mm-hmm. what you were experiencing was me wanting to wring his neck mm-hmm. and saying, "Could you please at least do a couple things that you want to help me? This would be helpful. Don't come home." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, and I I said like maybe six o'clock or so. It wasn't that much sooner or later, I should mm-hmm. say. So we were on schedule, and it's just. And so this is what I think. I think that he knew I was up to something, but at the same time was afraid to ask. He didn't want to know someone was at the house. Right. Yeah, and I thought, is this guy really going to drive in the driveway right now, and I'm going to be standing oh. here, and we're going to have, like, I don't know what. Not been, danger. I don't no, mean that no, at all. No, it would have been complete awkwardness, just, and it would oh. have flipped him out, I think. Flipped him out of in the embarrassment realm. And then what would that do for you mm-hmm. and your progress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... It was a fine line. <laughs> it, was, it added to the drama right. of the day. Right. For sure. But it, but that's the dance around the whole hoarding. Mm-hmm. It, it, none of this would exist. No. And you'd be dancing around something. I mean... I suppose. <laughs> I don't know what relationship isn't dancing around but, something, I mean, but the, you're right, of the, course. The fact that we just, I mean, think of it like those tribes where they find them and they've never been in communication with the Western world, and, and um, I swear that's our house. No one ever comes in our house. The dogs, you saw how the dogs were. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually a person that's not you two in here. Penny was nuts. She she was leaning against me in fear. <laughs> yes. So that says something. And it just says the norm is to not have somebody over. Now, 
growing up, we weren't very comfortable having people over, so that's really no big deal to mm-hmm. me. Um, and and my husband's kind of the same way, so it's kind of a, it's not much of a stretch, but it it just really, it, it, it I don't know how to explain it, solidifies it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know, and he doesn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like. Mm-mm. Doesn't help I you. I can tell him sometime, but I, yeah, it doesn't. It would just, it would go backwards for right. me. Right, right. And that's not what this is mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a a struggle with being authentic in relationship mm-hmm. and observing what would be helpful in this mm-hmm. situation. And it sounds like. That wouldn't be helpful for him to know. No. I get that. I think it would be helpful for him to know once I get some big chunk gone. And you can say, guess what? Yeah. The result you're seeing is because I've been doing this really hard work. And by the way, it involved X, Y, Z, whatever that is. Well, and here's the thing. What what I fear from him is shame. Mm -hmm. And he can't help it. It's not. It's not to be mean to me. Mm-hmm. It's just he's very authentic, and it's how he feels, and it just it just falls out of him, and I just I I can't I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shame is the worst. It is. It's the worst. <laughs> it is destructive, nasty business. Mm-hmm. So yay, I guess. <laughs> I guess I made some great. Strides. You have. Was there any shame with me? Can you be honest about that? Uh, when you panicked downstairs, I, I just, I knew it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I felt like I was being so calm. I know. But I, I also really can, can read sense people. it. Yeah, I can really read people. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's about my <laughs> dilemmas. Yeah. But, um... I, I really think that, that was an important reaction because it's authentic. Mm-hmm. So if you weren't reacting that way, I mean, as much as I didn't want to see it, to be the opposite would have been strange. So mm-hmm. it was just your natural response, which is just as important as talking about what got me there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah, I... And I don't know what other people are like, but I get told that my feelings are very obvious <laughs> on my face. And I think, I didn't say anything! <laughs> right, right. And I get so mad at that. Yeah, yeah. You can't play poker. I know. <laughs> so I guess it shouldn't be any surprise that you could read something on my face because... When I was in the in the first room, when I said, "Okay, yeah, this is a lot more stuff than before," and oh, you haven't seen anything yet, um, I guess it would be it would show up mm-hmm. on on my face. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about mm-hmm. that. I honestly was not thinking about you looking at my reaction and you trying to read me and see what was going on and what that meant for you at mm-hmm. all. I wasn't on my brain at mm-hmm. all. Well, it's but keep in mind that um, stuff is energy. Mm-hmm. So just think of how much you were battling down there. And I 
Well, I think everyone's sensitive to it. I mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more sensitive mm-hmm. to it than others, than a lot of people. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I guess it would make absolute perfect sense that I would walk in that space and feel like this is really heavy. Mm-hmm. This is really heavy mm-hmm. energy in here. And it was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we discussed this. There wasn't garbage. There was, I mean, mm-hmm. and I think when people think of hoarders, that's what they think mm-hmm. of is rats and garbage and complete chaos and disarray. And, and that what it was mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. It just, it was full. It's but a there lot was of not... work to maintain neatness when you have a cluttered house yeah. or a full house. Yeah. So I would say the reason why you think of that with hoarders is because it really is quite impossible. The fact that I've been able to maintain some order in it just shows how much work I do, mm-hmm. which most people would say if I've moved it once, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. And my, it just also says a lot to... Uh, my need for the proper moment of making that decision so I can detach mm-hmm. myself from the absurdity of it and clean around it. Mm-hmm. And most people would say, I'm not cleaning that until it's gone. And that's that's where it builds. Right. And, and, so, and one cool thing, though, is since no one uses the, the walk-in bedroom closet thing, it doesn't really get too dusty. Like, my dog's down, not down there, mm-hmm. I'm not down there, I block it off. And I never got to explain to you some of the things that I had set. Like, for instance, when we walked in that room, I had to pull a cardboard piece that I had wedged into the door frame, like mm-hmm. a door. And I never explained to you why I do that. It's to keep the air flowing. Mm. But the cat will go in there. So it's to keep the cat out and the air flowing over. Right, okay. So there's these other little dilemmas of cats getting into everything. Right. And so when I'm working on clothing that I don't want a darn cat to have his fur all over, I have to keep it either in the bedroom downstairs or in a spot where they can't get to. And that's usually, um, actually it's been his office. And it's part of the reason why I keep coming back to using his office. Because I need a place where when I'm working on something, I can shut the door and not have a dang cat on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. Hey, um, before we were recording, you had said, oh, I never showed you a picture of the robe. We heard about a robe mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you sold to the vintage lady. And I said, wait, 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 wait. I want to, I want to see this while we're talking on, um, recording our conversation. Okay. Not that anyone can tell what this robe looks like, but maybe there'll be a way to share that somehow. But I want to see the picture of this robe and I have to get under the light here. Oh, that is pretty. Wow, it's very long. It's very full long. length. It's full length. It's double breasted and it's quilted. quilted. That and is really pretty, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, if we go, oops, how do I get to the next picture here? Maybe take your phone back. <laughs> this um, here, you can see some details of it, but. You know, the fact that I can look at that picture and not grieve that it's gone is, like, oh, it's a good feeling. Oh. It really is. And that's, that's, that's something that I have to keep bringing up because it's so... There was a time when I would have grieved. And not very long ago. No. I hope you're marking this progress. I am. Well, I got it, <laughs> I got it recorded. Yes. 
let be it on record. <laughs> yes. And you can listen to that. And I can enjoy it. And, and it's not, it's not, I didn't give her my arm. And um, I'm not envious of anyone who has it. I, I hope that it gets to the right person. And I can just let it go. What fabric is this? Do you know? Is it um, it's, slippery? Um, inside was kind of satin silk. Mm-hmm. And outside was like um, almost like a quilted bed, uh, you know, like a coverlet, like those old... We're thinking it's from the 40s, and we're thinking it was used it for a wedding. Mint. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, mint. there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. I'm just wondering cotton or Possibly. silk or polyester? Uh, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't matter. It, I'm just imagining how it yep, feels yep. on, and it feels like it would it be really It feels like you can't soft. believe that there's nothing wrong with it because it, it's an old fabric feel mm-hmm. like real um substantial mm-hmm. and um if you look inside i think i took a picture of the inside oh of it. um maybe you can't see it oh that's the designer and they're from minneapolis oh cool and um it's it's interesting because she had said to me and i may have mentioned this before but she had said to me that she's considering pulling key pieces and then reproducing them. And this was one mm. of the ones that she's thinking of doing. Right. She was already thinking of that before I came. Yeah. So. Oh, that was fun to see that. And I have another grouping I'm gathering for her. And it might be, like, the last big group. And then I can start digging up stuff that's tucked away. And then the, the rest of it just has to go to, you know, Goodwill or something. So the question I have for you now, and you can tell me whether you think this is a long answer and we need to record another session or mm-hmm. whether it's a just kind of a wrap-up, but the obvious burning question in my mind right now is, so now what? I've mm-hmm. come to your house. Mm-hmm. That was the, the a huge turning point. Well, I guess we don't know if it's a turning point. It was a mm-hmm. huge goal mm-hmm. of our project. And mm-hmm. now what? Um so it sounds like you've got someone coming on Friday, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Is that a long discussion? What's next? No, it's more of the same, um, with a little more fire under my butt. Mm-hmm. i got another week or so of good weather. Every time I walk out the door and see beautiful weather, I cringe, because I'm like, oh, I should be in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have this push because we have to get the... Um, uh, snow blowers accessible. They're kind of tucked in the back of the garage. And with each new stage, I look at things differently. So we were playing around the garage this weekend, and I was just loading up the truck with stuff to to go away. And I, I made a deal with them that I just needed extra time to get that to recycling, and then the next one we'd load of stuff for the dump. So I'm actually... It's, it's kind of like this... I, I, I've used this term before, but like the buck stops here. I'm, I'm tired of it. And I I loaded that truck with stuff that I'm not going to pull back out, but stuff that I normally would keep. So I was just like, it can be recycled, let's get it out of here. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about that. So that's what I'm talking about. Anxious to, to work on stuff, but then I get the time and then I don't want to work on it. So I'm hoping that this little impending doom of the weather will keep me active. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think, this occurred to me when you said it the first time, do you think that's, uh, that you think you want to work on it because you can't is just like bullshit? Uh-huh. That's what I'm worried about. Because you know you can't, so then you can feel good about saying well, you would do it, but I can't. There's there's a world in there where, okay, a good example is in order to work on the garage, I have to open it up and bring stuff out. So let's say that takes half hour. And then I need to work on stuff, which means more stuff comes out. So to wrap it up, it takes me probably 45 minutes to shove it all back. And if I'm shoving it quickly, it's not helping. So I have to be, uh, um, uh, what's the word? I was going to say authentic, but I have to be diligent about what I'm doing. So I need like five hours to get something done. And I need a buffer before and after. When do I have that time? And so what happens is it'll be a beautiful day and I need to be somewhere at 5 o'clock. Can I get it done? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I need to be dressed and presentable is enough anxiety to make me not open the garage and do that five hours of work because Mm -hmm. I fear I'll be late or not ready or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's this life I live in the if only if only I didn't have to be somewhere at five if only I didn't have to do this or that and that's where in my head I would be making this progress and I would say when those people left after inspecting the house that was a perfect if only moment because I was embarrassed I was mad at myself about the situation and I had had a energy for it but I had to be somewhere at I think two o'clock and it killed it for me so it's just this it's about anxiety actually Mm -hmm. so I need the free-for-all of not needing to be anywhere or at least get it done in the early morning and then have the whole evening so if it's nine o'clock at night I'm hauling stuff in I'm not trying to be dressed and ready to go somewhere and I'm not going to have that free-for-all until next week I'm I'm trying to hold a couple days where it's just and and lo and behold, whenever I get those days, it rains or it's windy, so it it's just this battle. Mm-hmm. So the real answer is to do it in small chunks, and I I really have been trying to do that, and that's what I would call opposite Mary, mm-hmm. and I have been doing that to a certain extent, but um, I just need a little big chunk, a few more chunks of time. So in my mind. Yes, I could do it. But the battles that Mm -hmm. ensue, I don't know if they'll happen. I do have the impending doom of snow, you know, that could be coming at any... We don't know when that's going to come. And that does keep the fire under my butt for a while. Yeah, because as you were talking, I was thinking, five hours, that's a long... Oh, that would be just... That'd be so... I figured out that energy draining. I know, but five hours is the max of me being productive. So the buffers, I can be loopy and not thinking straight. But when I'm thinking straight, it's the maximum of five hours. I yeah. figured out that's the productivity. Eight hours is too much, mm-hmm. and three hours you're just getting started. So it's that window between three and five that I'm actually 
dealing with the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this is trying to keep the house clean, knowing that another guy's coming, keeps me cognizant of the messes I'm making. So then I, like I was talking about, you turn and look at what's needed to be done in front of you. I'm trying to do that instead of creating all these messes while Mm -hmm. I'm going around. Mm -hmm. So um, when the um, people were coming to do the inspection, I did a a crap load of laundry, of laundry for my dad. And I just got it done because it has to get out. And how do you get it out? I got to get the laundry done. So I was trying to be methodical about it. So it, it, it helped me progress in the house as far as house duties. So when I'm panicking, I can do house duties. But when I really want to get to the nitty gritty of the hoarding, I need the space. I need the whole day. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot. Mm-hmm. I've read these things. Um, I remember a feng shui expert in town wrote a book, and one of her suggestions was, and I don't remember how many days it was, but let's say it was seven days, like these numbers, you mm-hmm. know. Seven days... Do 21 items. Mm. Remove 21 items from your house. Mm -hmm. Every day. Mm -hmm. For seven days, go through and find 21. And Mm -hmm. it could be the little lead pencil that is too small to use anymore and Mm -hmm. you're done with it. Like, it doesn't have to be big. Mm -hmm. There's no rules. And that seems to me like that would be somewhat um, quick. I don't know about five, you know, whatever. Because I think, how do you... How do you make progress if you can only have three to five hour chunks when you're working these multiple jobs and you've mm-hmm. got your dad? That just... It's impossible. It seems like you won't make the progress you want to make quick, quick as quickly as you want to make your progress. Is How is there a way to chunk this down in a way that you can operate? Mm-hmm. But you'd have to be decisive, mm-hmm. which is what you haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. Um or, or another strategy that I used to tell people all the time was set the timer for 15 minutes. However many times you want in a day, mm-hmm. but give yourself 15 minutes and see what you can get done. And then when the timer stops, you're done. And right. then you go on and you do your other thing. Because if you're anxious and you think, I can't do this, I can't do this for a long chunk. Great. What could I do for 15 minutes and feel like I'm making progress? Um, those are not in the context of someone who's hoarding. Mm-hmm. Um, or dealing with bigger mon, you know, right. a big, 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 big monster. Right. But I, I say those things and wonder, what's your reaction to either of those I, strategies? I like them, and I try to do things like that. Um, there was one year where I was going to give away one item every day. I have been three hundred sixty-five things gone, and I started out the first seven days. I did pretty well, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a long. <laughs> Stra- you know, <laughs> a a long, year, I know, to... but it was it was kind of an interesting challenge, mm-hmm. and I realized that even at that rate, I I still have a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have more than three hundred sixty five useless items. So, um, I, I I would say that I have to have uh, faith that someone else is helping me, mm-hmm. and when I'm helping others and working and doing what I should be doing and missing these beautiful days that when it does come time for me to do stuff, I'm not going to squander it more than if I had weeks of no work, 
no commitments. So in my mind, I would rather have weeks of no work and no commitments, and I have all this time where I can get rid of stuff. When has that worked? It hasn't. Mm -hmm. So I have to I have to look at it differently, and I found this lady who wants my stuff, and the reason why it's a it's such a encouraging thing is it takes energy to go and open these boxes. I can't go and look at them anymore. So when I open them, they either have to go or it's not going to do me any good. And it's kind of where I'm at in the whole house is that it, it, if I'm going to do anything with it, it has to be take it from here, put it in the car, get it out. Mm -hmm. And I've never been that um, precise in what I what needs to be done. Before it was, well, let's get it prepared or, you know, you'll take it here to sell or whatever. So when she comes, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I had unloaded a whole bunch of stuff from the house into the garage in anticipation of her coming last week. That's when she was originally going to come. And um, I thought, why don't I get as much out as possible that she'd be interested in and then um, see what she buys and then prepare a second meeting. Mm -hmm. So anything that's in the garage is actually staged perfectly for this kind of thing, where I pull the boxes out, she takes what she wants, and then I get rid of the rest. So it's kind of like I'm on the verge of that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do me any good. There's nothing to sort in the garage. I think mm -hmm. it's kind of funny because as I think about it, I'm like, what am I going to do? So it's either going to go or it's going to stay in the garage. But there's no, I don't need to do anything more with it. And how, how I started to figure that out was this weekend when I was just had a one or two hours. And I was like, what can I load in this truck that's going to go to the recycle center? And it it's kind of along that same line of narrow it down to one thing you're looking for, one grouping. So I'm hopeful that this lady, I mean, seriously, if she gives me $5, I'm just going to go here, have this all for free. You know, whatever she shows any interest in, I'm going to give her. And I'm, it's not a money-making thing. It's about getting rid of it. And my hope for that is to easily load the rest of it up and take it to the thrift store that's by my house. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's all kind of just waiting, with the exception of the bedroom, which I need a little more action with myself. But all of it is just waiting to to go to the next mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. So it it, it 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 I mean that's what kind of makes me mad is if anyone came to help me at this point, it would look like I had no connection with any of it because I'd go oh, yeah that's going to Goodwill or that's going there. It's this hurdle of getting it there. And so the truck is the answer right now if he cooperates. And anything that enters the truck, I usually leave in the truck, except for when impending doom was coming. But I just need to get over that line, mm -hmm. and it'll be gone. And I'm getting better at it, and with with the weather. So let's just hope that she comes on tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Comes tomorrow. I'm not fretting over it. See what she takes. Mm -hmm. Is she coming in the house or just the garage? I haven't decided. <laughs> well, the fact that it's even an open question for her to yeah, come in your house right. is amazing. Well, I, I told her that the, the stuff she's interested in is in the garage. Mm -hmm. I mean, to go downstairs into the living room, would it would just take too much time mm -hmm. to go through all that. Mm -hmm. She's not there to help me right. that, that way. Right. 
but she's interested in things and she I know what she's interested in. It turns out she's a vendor that knows some of the vendors I used to sell with. So it's a real instant connection and, and mm-hmm. it's just a good feeling to get it to her. Mm-hmm. So. Well, good luck. I'm sorry I rambled. No. <laughs> That's all right. It is what it is. I wanted to ask you what was next and this is what's next. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what's next for us. Okay. If there's any more to uncover experience. I have to make headway in the garage and then we'll figure the next step. Okay. Good plan. Thanks, Mary. Yep. And that ends today's Chronicle. Bringing what shames us out into the light can be so healing. And it's also very hard to do. Mary's courage is so inspiring to me. Bravo, I say. You can help support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com. We appreciate any and all contributions to this project. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and on Twitter at Cluttercron. It isn't a show without my brother Michael Koppelman's gorgeous music. You can find his music and more on lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E, Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. Mm -hmm.